You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can hit us on Twitter. 713-780-ESPN. Hit us on the text at Josh Jordan975 at Carlson Radio at Jerry Bo Knows. Let's talk gambling. Let's talk. Let's talk football. Whatever you want to talk right now. I got a little soccer I'm about to throw out. We talked boxing. If you were involved in that upset, I'd love to hear about your winning ticket. No doubt about it. Jerry's gonna get to some picks. And as always, if you can't listen on your radio, ESPN 97.5 app. You can listen to it there, or you can just go to ESPN975.com. You can watch the show on Twitch. So we got a lot of options for you. And also, if you miss anything, Podcast Arena, yes, that's where you can find all of our podcasts. If you miss any of the picks that go out, there, there'll be a few picks that go on after the show's over. If you miss anything, go ahead and check that out. I mean, everything that you possibly want to find on SportsMap. We'll be updating uh, picks on Bookie Busters throughout the day. Got to go check that out for sure. Jerry gets his live betting going too, so follow him on Twitter at Jerry Bo Knows. You know, you get to halftime and, and this big game tonight, and we'll, we'll talk about this Warriors game a little later. We'll really get into it, but hey, you know, you get in around halftime, maybe the game's not going the way you want. Get over to Twitter, get over to SportsMap, because Jerry will probably have a second-half play for you. Oh, well, the Ocean Cabaret Strip Club seems to be a topic of discussion here on Moneyline on a Sunday morning. So let's go to the listener line right now. Troy, you're on Moneyline. What you got for us, man? What's going on, guys? Love the show. So, uh, let me just make this real straight. A friend of mine told me this, that the one-legged stripper is true, but they were called Eskimo strippers. <laughs> and why is that? Ain't near one of them had any teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you would go, you would go into Ocean Cabaret for a little while, then you would slip out of there and slide into the beer joint that was next door, which was called Dimitri's, and go in there just to have a beer, unwind, and then they would fall out of Ocean Cabaret and come over to Dimitri's. And then if you wanted a little something-something, that's where it all took place. A friend of mine told me about all this. That's how it goes down out there, man. I love the call, Thanks, Troy. I appreciate the information. I'm telling you, it was real out there. The oceans is real. People, uh, you see, all you got to do is mention it, and it hits a it, it hits a soft spot in your heart out there. I know some of you are listening right now with your wives in the car, wanting to call. Trust me, I'm with you there, man. I'm with you. You're wanting to call. Tell me about experience from there. I'm with you because a lot of things went down at the Ocean's Cabaret. But, but why do we get all these experience, experiences about what went down? By my friend that told me about it. You know, I, I didn't go. I don't know any of this, but my friend told me. Your, your friend, huh? I caught a couple <laughs> people when the Robert Kraft situation went down, uh-huh. and they, they knew a little bit too much. <laughs> You're like, okay, so how do you know so much? And they're like, oh, no, I'm in a friend in college. You know, this crazy guy. Like, <laughs> sure, How sure. do you know what a table shower is? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know that one, and I was a, and I was a valued member. All you do is take the $100 bill and just tuck it in your towel. That's the protocol? How do you know that? Yeah, how do you know that? And like I said, Troy calling in with his Ocean's Cabaret. That his friend, told, his him. friend told him about it. But uh, if you have a story out there, 713-780-3776. The one-legged stripper became famous today. She became famous. Well, no, not famous today. She's been 
famous for a very long time, but today she was she was stitched into the Moneyline Hall of Fame. She was. And I do have to say, one of my favorite strip club stories, you know, I used to play in a rock band, right? And uh, one time we got booked to play a strip club. And it was one of the coolest nights ever. And then we got a little friendly with one of the strippers and gave her one of our band T-shirts. And we kind of cut it up, you know, kind of to look like a shirt for a chick instead of like a T-shirt for a guy. And then we gave him a copy of our demo. So we got to watch this hot stripper come out dancing to our song on the stage and ripping our band T-shirt off and stripping. So that was a, that was a, that was a cool moment. That sounds magical. Yeah, that, that's one of those moments where you're like, yeah, this is... This is what you're supposed to do in your 20s. <laughs> so what do you want to do here? Do you got a you you got something funny for the people? Well, I was going to go a little more sportsy if that's okay. Let's get sportsy. All right, I got some NFL here. So this is I believe Adam Shine put this article together. And uh, basically the title is 9 NFL teams with the best chance to dethrone the Patriots in 2019. So I'm just going to I'm going to throw out these teams and just get your thoughts on you know, if you think they got a shot, number let, let's start with the highest instead of going one to nine. We'll go nine to one. So we'll start at number nine, Chicago Bears. What do you think, Trubisky? Another year in the offense. Their defense is really good with Mac. Big addition. What do you think of the Bears? They have a shot at dethroning the Patriots and winning it all this year. If, I just I need to see more. You talk about you want to see more years before you start drafting people. Yeah. I want to see more before I start backing people to beat the Patriots. Yeah. But. It's, that defense is it's a good starting point. If, you, if you're going to beat the Patriots, defense will be a key. But, sure. again, I need to see Mitch Trubisky do it again. But, again, the that offensive staff, the offensive coordinator, the, the, the coaching staff, I think with one more year under their belt, they're going to create some havoc in that division. And they should have advanced in the playoffs, right? Didn't they have, like, a horribly missed field goal or and something that's what like I'm saying. that? Yeah. So, let's say that field goal does go in. Yeah. That defense could have, you know, that it could have carried them. Yeah, and Roquan Smith coming back after his amazing year. Let's not forget that the Rams in there going, but don't forget that what what the Bears did to the Rams. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we forget about that, but, but yeah, but beat them up. Slapped remember, him. remember yeah. that that was the one when, when the first time that you said the Rams look vulnerable. They yeah. can be stopped. Look at Golf; he's not looking as great on national television too. Remember, it was a nationally televised game. I think, believe it was Sunday night. Yeah, and they beat him up. And it was a kind of a similar performance in the Super Bowl for the Rams. They couldn't get that offense going. Exactly. So, so if you want to stop one of these teams, it starts with the defense. Starts with defense. All right, let's move along. Same division, better quarterback, Green Bay Packers. Does Rodgers finally bounce back and, and make a big playoff run this year? I believe they still have too many holes. They, I want to see them improve, first off, because a few years back, you were talking about Aaron Rodgers was mentioned as, which I still think so, as the best quarterback best ball thrower at least when he's made that play against the Cowboys you know what was the narrative that whole offseason oh my gosh he's one of the best ever and then how the mighty have fallen in some eyes I don't think that it's so much his skill or or age or anything catching up to him I think it was just a bad year Uh, they needed to get Mike McCarthy out of there they finally got that their quarter their, their coach seemed to got injured this week Torn a yeah, I saw that he was hooping. I, I, I heard Achilles he was, or something. Yeah, yeah. so Matt Lafleur will be supposedly coaching from uh, on a cart. He'll be <laughs> uh, he'll be having a cart. Uh, basically, they're going to be carting him around through all the off season or whatever. And they said he'll be back though. But uh, just uh, as far as the football, I need to. I think they have a lot more holes. They starting with the defensive back. They they've tried. Yeah, defense. They've overhauled. It. They've overhauled it, but I need to see it work. 
No, and that makes sense. And that, when you do that, it takes a while for that to click. You know, you got new guys, you got new systems. So it's probably going to take a little while. All right. And I think with Rodgers, right, is he's, he's getting hurt a lot. You know, we're seeing that report that that leg injury he played through this year was a lot worse than we thought it was. Yeah. And he's getting hurt every single – remember the year before that it was the collarbone. It's so, something with him, yeah. yeah. And he, now he's like 35, so he's got to stay healthy. All right, on to the next one. This is probably the the, the sexiest team pick, you know, of the whole offseason, the Cleveland Browns. I, I say no. I, I think there's too much talk about these guys right now. What do you think? The hype is too real. Yeah. I, I got to see it. I got to see – I figured that – they know that the hype is real. You figured that they would start it off things right. And I'm not saying not showing up for the OTAs isn't the right thing to do. But when you got Beckham and these guys, not, you know, Beckham, you should be there. Yeah. It's a new, it's a, it's, a, it's a beginning for you. It's something that you have the chance to do something special. Something that nobody's done there for Cleveland to, to rise up to them. And you started off like that. You don't. Not learning the offense. Not I mean, learning the offense on a team that is is gelling together. They, they're going to have to figure things out, and you need as much time as possible. Yeah, and Jarvis Landry's banged up, so he's not really been able to participate either. And a so, young quarterback. Yeah. It just makes no sense to me. And sticking with them, the Browns are projected to improve from last year's wins, two and a half wins as far as win total, uh, as far as betting. that they, they improved as far as in Vegas' eyes, two and a half games. Hey, I mean – Baker's been the difference. He really has. So we'll see how we go, how it goes. I'm, I think they'll get off a little slow, and then they'll make a run at the division. But I still think it's the Steelers' division to win. Uh, number six, we know this team really well, Indianapolis Colts. Can yes. they knock off the Patriots? If anybody can yeah. out there, I think it's them. They're building things right. And Andrew Luck's going to have a big year. In my eyes, I think he's going to have a huge year. Again, yeah. we talk about how quick narratives change. Last time at this, uh, last year at this time, remember they were saying we were laughing because he wasn't even throwing footballs. No. They said he was throwing tennis balls, yeah. and we're saying, "Wow, we made progress." Andrew Luck is throwing tennis balls. Well, look at this year; he's throwing flame. He's going to come into this year throwing fireballs. They are, and they're they're managing him too because they, they know. Yeah, I think it was like a snowboarding injury or something is how he hurt his shoulder. So they're just kind of they're just you know babying him a little bit this year. They know he can throw again. He got back, so they're they're just being careful with him. Coming off ten wins, their t- season team total nine and a half. Man, and that that's why I think I struggle with the Texans this year. It's it's not the Texans. It's how good the Colts I think are going to be. And them getting Justin Houston to rush the rush the passer it's a huge. little bit it's that huge. that's a nice pickup for them. All right, number five, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now this is all you know if Carson Wentz cannot you know, shatter into a million pieces like he continues to do. And now they don't have Nick Foles back there if he does go down. I don't know. Do you like the Eagles' chances this year? I don't see him. Again, a lot has to do with Carson Wentz. But I'm not sure that they've improved. Now, they won nine games last year. The projected total as far as betting is nine and a half. I'm not sure that they're improved from last year. I'm not sure how much of improvement Wentz will be coming back is it going to take him a little while now i've heard a lot of of talk that that he does look great and things are going to according to timetables but i need to see it they're built great on the defensive side of the ball the defensive line at least they got players that can rotate little help on the defensive backside yeah they need some help there for sure running backs still question mark they upload or upgraded there right got uh, jordan howard from the bears oh yeah yeah i'm sorry i forgot all about jordan howard but again I don't know how much I trust Jordan Howard Me neither. because yeah. 
He's irrelevant in catching. He is. They also drafted Miles Sanders in round two of the draft, another running back. Question so, mark, So though. it looks like they're trying to get better at running the football. They're at least trying to address it. And then remember, they, they bring back Deshaun Jackson, so they still have that. Now they have that field stretcher. So, but man, he's always hurt too. So you never know. With it's a lot of question marks, though. Don't get me wrong; those yeah. are those are a lot of question marks. They're trying. You can see yeah. what they're trying to do, but even I'm yet. You say can they? They have beat. They have dethroned them. Yeah, they they have. So that says a lot. A team that has done it has a lot more chance to a team that going in there fresh for say right so i guess things are looking up i guess we'll hit the rest of the the list when we get back from break yeah. we're up against it we'll, right we'll now we'll hit the top 3 when we get back all right when we get back we'll do that i know i've teased the uh, the soccer pick i'll give it back right coming out of break you listen to money on espn 975 twitter twitter follow the show on twitter at moneyline975 You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, where we come original every single Sunday morning. 713-780-3776 at Carlson Radio at Josh Jordan 97.5 at Jerry Bowe Knows with a S. The money's where we're about to find Italy, Poland, halftime right now, 1-0 Italy. Let's live bet this. Italy dominated the first half, 56 possession, but what you see here is eight goal attempts to two. They had the ball plenty, four corner kicks to one. This is an elimination game now. It's the, it's the knockout rounds. Poland's going to have to open up in a game that they're already getting dominated in. The over-under set at two, so you only need one more goal to basically free-roll it. I see that goal coming preferably from the Italy side, but say Poland does tie it up. I think the last 15 minutes will be open. This game doesn't end at 1-0. I either see a 1-1 or a 2-0. Either which one, it doesn't end at 1-0 in these knockout games. That's just something that a team has to whenever you're not playing for draws and points and, mm-hmm. and you're in the in the opening rounds and group stages and, and, and even in league play, whenever one point gets you, a draw gets you one point, then you're, you, you tend to settle and things. But in this particular matchup, Poland has, there's no tomorrow after this game. They got 45 minutes of life left. So look for Italy to open it up here after they've been dominating. Hit the over in that game. Also, Colombia plays right after uh, this against New Zealand, the U-20 World Cup. Again, this is the under-20 World Cup, Colombia, New Zealand. Let's look at what Colombia's done in the last five games. They've scored six. They've scored two. They've scored two. They've scored basically 13 13 goals in five games. 13 goals in the last five games. Three, two, 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 six. What do you get on the other side? A new uh, New Zealand team that they were shut out last game, but they allowed two. But then if you look at that, they score two, five, three. They also score multiple goals. I see multiple goals in this game. Again, a game that I don't see ending 0-0. So say Columbia or New Zealand opens it up, I see the game opening up as well. And I know the totals juiced that we talked about earlier about being safe, getting to a safe spot. A 1-1 safe spot in this down 75 minutes into the game, 1-1 one, one game, these teams might close up a little bit and go to overtime. You see what I'm saying? This is the opposite of of, of the other situations on this one. That 1-1, that one, one, that's why you get to a safe spot. You said, hey, 
I want the over two. So it's a little juiced about 160 minus 160. Take Columbia, New Zealand over two. I think we see goals there. There you have it. And I'm writing this down because I will be betting on this a little later in the show. So thank you, Jerry. Man, and we're going to get some NBA stuff. We've got a big game coming up tonight. So Jerry's got some plays for that as well. Let's just finish off uh, what we did last segment. This was uh, the top nine teams that can knock off the, the Patriots. All right, so this is it. Uh, Rams come in at number four. I feel like we've talked about them a lot, right? Like We'll see if they can recapture that magic again next year. They have a lot of moving pieces as well. Remember, that team was built to, to do damage in that one year, which yeah. they did. But injuries, another year of golf. Sue's gone. I need to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be different. It's hard to go all the way back again. We get used to seeing the Patriots go there every year, but, yeah, they have the best quarterback of all time. It's a little different with that guy. All right, number three. This will make some of our listeners very happy and some of our listeners not so happy. Dallas Cowboys. What do you think of that? Cowboys at number three have a chance to knock off the Patriots and win it all. The only thing that scares me is there's Dak. Yeah. You know, because we've seen him. We've seen what what he's capable of, but the only reason that you say is that defense does have a chance because yeah. when you have a defense built like that, it puts you in any game with anyone. But again, to go out there and just just bold face look at you and say, "Yeah, the Cowboys," I could see Dak knocking off uh, Brady. I just can't do that with a straight face. <laughs> no, no, Brady's the dude until somebody takes it from him. All right, next one, and, and this makes a lot of sense now that you look at it. And this team got absolutely slapped in the playoffs by the Patriots, the L.A. Chargers. I'm scared. I'm scared. Going into that game, you felt this was the moment. Yeah. This is the team that's going to knock them out. The defense was there. Rivers. Everything was set for that game, and they got beat up wow. to where it made you question everything that you've seen. Wasn't that the deal where they were playing an extra safety on the field, and they, they used that formation against the Ravens, and, and it really worked against the Ravens. And then they came back the same week and used it again against the Patriots after they got to see that on tape, preparing for the game. Preparing for yeah. Lamar Jackson with that extra safety is yeah. a whole different scenario than preparing Brady. for Brady. And he torched them. Remember, yes. Brady was running no huddle a lot of that game. He, he kept looking across the line. Are you kidding You're me? still doing this? You're, gonna do, you're going to give this to me? And he diced them. <laughs> it was nasty. I mean, that's why he's Tom Brady. But you would figure that, you know, the Chargers would have something else to go to. You can't. Once Brady knows what you're in, it's over. 12 wins last year. Vegas got him at nine and a half over under this year. Two and a half difference. Man, it, I think that division's going to be pretty good, which leads to the number one team here. I, I guess we could all probably guess this. Kansas City Chiefs. What do you think? Again, I need to see what happens with Tyreek Hill's situation. The lack of wide receiver depth really scares me. The defense scares me. Eric Berry's gone. They replace him with Matthew. I mean, the only reason that you can say this with any kind of if, if you do feel that this is justified with any kind of truth to it, it's because Mahomes, and that's all right. you're believing in. But if, if that's what gets you to beating the Patriots, think again, because we saw it this year again. Even on his best day, he wasn't good enough. No. In, in, at the end of that game, you could just, you know, that's when Brady did what he does. He wins. No Tyree kill. And Sammy Watkins, man, when's that guy ever healthy? Yeah. You know, if you have to rely on him the whole year as your number one. Then, if you look at them from a betting perspective, 12 wins last year, Vegas got them at 10. Something funny about that list that, you, that you're given right here, a lot of overrated teams. The Chiefs, okay, so there's seven teams that 
have a at least two game difference from what their win win amount was last year to what they're calculated this this year mm-hmm. as far as Vegas. The Chiefs twelve last year. This year it's over under ten. The Rams last year thirteen wins. This year at ten and a half. The Bears twelve. Nine and a half. You see what's going on here? The yeah. Chargers, 12, nine and a half. It's, it's the same. It's, it's a pattern. You see what's going on? A lot yeah. of teams that might be overrated, a lot of wishful thinking, and a lot of teams that came off of big years last year. But mm-hmm. Vegas is saying prove it again. No, that makes sense. And our Texans didn't make the list. What, what do we think? Look, I, I'm hopeful this year. I think the offense is going to be better. I think Foreman coming back is huge for the Texans. If they could get something out of Foreman, if he can be that guy next to Lamar Miller and then eventually take over the job. You know, the Texans, I think they ran the ball the, the eighth most uh, running plays for you know percentage-wise last year. So the Texans still run the ball quite a bit compared to other teams. And the Colts throw the ball a lot. So we did a video with Joel Blank this week on SportsMap. Go check it out, how Foreman could be the missing piece for the Texans. And basically the point of the video is, you know, you're going to need to run the ball and protect this young secondary of the Texans and keep the ball away from Andrew Luck. The way to keep the ball away from him is to run the ball and hold the ball and possess it. It's kind of like, you know, when Peyton Manning was in the division. Remember, that's when the Texans finally broke through is when they had Arian Foster and they had that good running game and they had a good defense. Like, that's when they finally broke through. I think if the Texans want to take this division and win this year again and and put the Colts down, that's how they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to do good defense, running the football, and, of course, Deshaun Watson will have to do what he does. Well, while they didn't make your list, they made this list, and they're at the dead bottom. I spoke about the other teams, the Chiefs, the Rams, the Chargers. The Texans, 11 wins, all the way down to 8.5, very bottom of this list. The 9-7 and every year, right? That's Strength of schedule this year. Oh, Once upon a time, there used to be a time that the AFC South was, other than, I guess, the, the Peyton Manning led go. It was kind of a weak division, people yeah. would say. Do you classify as that still? I, I still want to see what Foles brings, but is there a weak team in that? Because Titans. I, I downgrade the ta- Titans all the time. I'm going to be betting them under, but listening to Lance Erline, somebody that really knows his stuff, he notated them as maybe the most improved team from the draft. They did have a good draft. I, I think it's the, Mariota, right? You know, he's just, he's hurt all the time. And that's what's scary. And, and Corey Davis, you know, everybody was expecting big things from him. And I looked at the stats the other day. It was a ridiculous amount of balls that weren't even catchable for him. So Mariota's got to be more accurate and, and, and be on the field to be relied upon. So... And I just don't think that's going to be the case. I know they have Tannehill backing him up, which, yeah, maybe if Mariota misses three or four games, Tannehill can win you one or two. Ooh. But he's not going to carry you. to get excited no, about it, that's for sure. No way. So I just – the Titans, I'm kind of down. And I don't think Henry can come back and run like he did at the end of last year. I think with Derrick Henry, you see kind of tired defenses at the end of a season that are kind of banged up, and they don't want to – they don't want to tackle that giant dude at top speed. But at the beginning of the year, I don't think he's nearly as efficient. So we talked about the teams at the bottom of the list from ratio of wins to what they're projected at. Let's talk at the top of the list. San Francisco won four games 2018. We know the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo. This year, it's seven and a half, three and a half, plus three and a half game difference. They're projected to win. Is that justified? Man, I kind of think they could be sneaky good this year. I, but Jimmy G, he's got to be healthy, man. But, man, Shanahan is like a wizard with that offense. If he gets Garoppolo and they really address wide receiver in the draft, they could do something. 
Next on the list, New York Jets also go from four wins last year to seven and a half projected. Does the emergence of Le'Veon Bell on the, on the roster and another year of Darnold, does that do enough? Does, does the free agent signings do enough? Man, I don't know. I mean, what's Robbie Anderson, do they have anybody else at receiver, really? I mean, I, like we talked about with Gase earlier, I just don't think they run enough plays. So I, I think Bell's going to have trouble putting up big numbers. I, I think he'll be okay. I just don't think he'll be great. And they're in that that division, man. They play the Patriots twice. You know, they're going to lose those games. Divisional foe, Jacksonville Jaguars. Five wins. Now they're projected eight is Nick Foles worth those three? Maybe he is. You know, I mean, the guy has won a Super Bowl. You know, I, we like to discredit him, but... I should have worded you know, it better. Is Nick Foles a three-game improvement over... The, the, Blake Bortles? <laughs> Blake, my favorite Bortles. Yes, I think he probably is. And, you know, the, the guy that we talk about a lot on this show, Leonard Fournette, there's going to be a lot on him this year to to make a big impact in the running game and... Because they don't have a lot of great receivers, the Jaguars, so they're going to count on him. And just to hit a few more on here that are interesting, we talked about the Green Bay Packers earlier. Are they a team that could dethrone six wins last year, over under of nine wins? They're projected. Basically, that tells me that that the numbers that they think that it was off year last year, and this is a bounce back year. Now, if you look at somebody like Cleveland going from seven wins last year, where they that was a lot for them, and now they got them at nine and a half. This is more of an overreaction. It's completely different what the Green Bay number tells you. And then Oakland, four wins. They got them at six. Is the hype real? Ooh. I'm so anti-Raider right now. I love Mike Mayock, but I don't know if Gruden knows what the hell he's doing. Um, so I'm going to fade the Raiders. Fade the Raiders it is, but don't fade us. When we get back, we've teased it. Game two of the finals. There's a game tonight. There's yeah. a lot of beer to drink. There's a lot of money to be made, and we're going to put it all on the table when we get back. Listen to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 on Twitter at Josh Jordan 97.5 at Carlson Radio at Jerry Bowe knows. Let's let's get to what we're here for. Game two NBA Finals tonight. Minus two Toronto over under, depending where you get it, two thirteen and a half to two fourteen range. What's your thoughts, man? I have already fired on this one. I'm taking the Warriors tonight. So I, I and if I remember correctly, this is this is a funny story. Uh, apparently, it like. I don't know, one in the morning the other night, I put a bet on the Warriors and didn't remember I did so until the next day when I checked my account. I was like, huh, guess I like the Warriors in game two since I already bet on them and don't remember doing it. So I'm taking the Warriors. We had uh, RJ Bell on on the Blitz the other day. We talked to him. He's firing on the Warriors as well. You're kind of on the other side. At least you were earlier in the week. Where are you starting to come out on this one? 
I don't trust the Warriors as far as injury news. Yeah. And that Iguodala moment scares me. Yes. Because the, the look he gave, he was mad, kind of like, a man, this is a reoccurring thing. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how close to 100% he'll be because he hasn't really been 100%. That's been an thing, ongoing thing with him on and off, even last playoffs. And he's, this is an ongoing thing with him. Yeah. Now it's a reoccurring injury. They're saying he's fine. Do you believe them after what they did with Kevin Durant saying, oh, it, it wasn't that severe? Remember how they made it yeah. seem like they sugarcoated it so well after you th- it went from extremities of of the guys on TV saying his leg was going to fall off. Yeah, pretty much. His leg's going to fall <laughs> off. And then like 30 minutes later, or let's say post game, you hear from the Warriors side, real sugarcoated. Yeah. Well, it, you know, things are looking positive. It wasn't as bad as we thought. We'll readdress it next week. Day to day kind of thing. Yeah, they knew. We'll take a, they we'll take knew. A look at it. They yeah. knew good and well that this wasn't a thing. Yeah, you're going to look at it next week, but he's. It's not for next week injury. You know, these are things that take time. So, how much truth is it? How much does Iguodala mean to that team? Obviously, he hasn't really been hitting as of late. But if you think back into that game six or a lot of big situations, he's been there. Oh, he killed the Rockets. And remember, he was he was a little nicked up in one of those Rockets games. And we saw him kind of limp off. And he played the next game and seemed to be fine. So that could be the deal here. But I think the injury is affecting him. I mean, look at his numbers from that game. He didn't have any free throws, so he's not getting to the line. He went 0 for 4 from three-point land, and he loves to just sit in that corner and snipe you, and that's what he did to the Rockets. He didn't hit any of them in game one here. He played 29 minutes, only six points. So only two offensive rebounds, too. So, you know, they depend on him for that kind of stuff. So it looks like he is a little banged up, but, dude, he's a tough guy. He's going to try and push through it. So let's talk what's changed because oh, uh, coming into the finals – about a three to one, depending on where you get it. Let's say three to one minus three ten. The the Warriors. Yep. Now you can get them depending on where you're at. Minus one fifty, one seventy five range. Let's leave it around there. Some one sixty, seventy. Let's leave it around there. That's a big jump. Now, is it justified? Because what happens if the Warriors go up two zero? This might go down close to a picket. Now, some people ask, man. This has got value on it. Whenever you see the Warriors to win the NBA title at a little bit minus 160, you know, under two to one, you're thinking this is a steal. If you talked about this before the series. You talked about, hey, there might be some value to be had if, you know, the, the Raptors take a game or two, and then you can fire on the Warriors and get a lot better value if that's the side you like. Are you leaning that way? Or has too much changed? The winner of game one in the finals, 51 of 72 series, 71% of times the winner of game one wins that series. Wow. Just leave it, just putting that out there. Now, how many of those series involved going up against maybe one of the greatest teams in NBA history? Yeah. That's why I talk to you all the time about knowing what stats and trends they throw out of you that make relevance to what's going on the whole leading up to game one all you kept hearing was like they're slick vegas is slick and so is espn all these major major outlets all these big guys right because they the tv the national the espn national they tell you that that's 12 straight opening game one victories for the for the warriors uh, they win game ones and okay how many of those were they on the road 
Good point. Not many. So then, obviously, that big old 12 sample size that you put on the table for everyone to see, it became that much smaller. But why don't you say it like that? Because you don't want it to sound like that. <laughs> so, so they yeah. led you to believe the Warriors are going to win game one. And people ran up there and placed their bets. As far as this game, people are running again, though, to place their bets on the Warriors. 66% of action and tickets printed Warriors. 67% of the money Warriors. Sharp, though, money has come in on the Raptors. Moving that from a plus one to a minus two spread. Man. This one's tough because... Look, I thought the Warriors gonna w- were going to win the whole time. And then, you s- you know, you see them lose that first game and everything changes. I-, I don't feel great about it. I really don't. I think this could go either way tonight. I, I really do. The-, the reason I did fire on the Warriors, though, was just I don't think the Raptors can shoot like they did the other night. You know what I mean? Like, th- there was just some um, unbelievable performances. What, Sayaka, 14 for 17? That That's insane. Like, is he going to do that again? I-, I doubt it. So... But on the other side, Kawhi could be even better. He only had 23 points. You know, so that, that those could balance each other out. Now, game two will be the 12th time during the Warriors all these runs that they've been an underdog under Steve Kern. <laughs> 4-0 against the spread as a playoff dog when receiving less than 50 cent, uh, 50% of the spread bets. Whenever they're not getting bet on that much. Two and five against the spread, though, when they're getting more than 60% of the bets, which is today. Two and five against the spread in this position. One big bet that sticks out since 2016 17 season, which was Kevin Durant's first with them, Golden State 10 and two against the first half spread when they lose in the playoffs. So they bounce back big. That's 83% over a 12 game sample. That's a big, big number. The numbers tell you when they lose, they bounce back and they come out firing early. So if you're looking to bet Golden State in this game, the first half line is the way to do it because 83% of the time in the last 12 instances, they've done just that. And that makes sense, right? They don't want to go down 0-2. They're not the home team this time. So that last game seven would be in Toronto. So they don't want to be in that position. So they're going to do everything they can to come out and win this one. The other thing I wanted to bring up, and hey, maybe we can get to Carl's phone call here in just a second. I kept waiting for that magical third quarter to happen for the Warriors the other night. It didn't really happen. It didn't happen. And just how we know that, other teams know that as yeah. well. So they have to game plan for that. The over-under is somewhat puzzling here because you see seeing it around the same range as last game. Right. I got it at 213 in the last game, and it's at 213 and a half is what I'm seeing as the consensus. So, yeah, I mean, it, just moving like a half point. 70% of the bets over 70% are coming on points tonight, but only 57, 57% of the dollars. Take it for what you want. Again, I only put so much weight into those numbers, and I want to put weight into what my eyes saw and the way that I saw that game play out. And again, the pace was there. The only reason it didn't go even higher than what it ended as because that slow first quarter, I was sweating after the first quarter because we had such a big bet on it. That second quarter, I, I, I prayed to the gambling gods, please let this open up. And that it sure did. Putting this in perfect position to just lay it up for the game. And that's exactly how it played out. I believe that they'll carry that over. The Raptors have to carry over that success. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot is predicated if that, that three-point shot's going to keep falling. But mm-hmm. they're not only that, though. 
Uh, like you said, Kawhi didn't have the best game. Yeah. What if Kawhi has a big game this game? Right. A lot of people are saying, like RJ and them, they're taking off the rubber band for this one and dumping it on the Warriors. Okay, so and in that, let's say that happens, how does that portray to this uh, final score in a game that? Let's say the Warriors do win. It's because they came out shooting better. They 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 didn't turn it over as much. They made more sound decisions, meaning they score more points, yeah. right? But I don't really see them because they're uh, stopping the Raptors. I see them winning, outscoring them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I see if they do win, I could see the them winning and the total getting there. I could see them winning a a one sixteen one ten game. Well, I, here's the thing: which while watching the game, I noticed that was good for us was the Raptors were leading. So the Warriors were doing everything they could to launch up threes and try and score as many points as possible because they were trailing. So I think the over kind of helps us if the Raptors have a lead. Because you know how the Warriors, they kind of shut it down when they get a big lead at the end of games and they're, they're dribbling out the clock. And But when they're trailing, they're just, Curry's just firing up threes. So I think the over could hit again if the Raptors win this game, or at least if they're kind of in control of the game towards, you know, until the end. The total has gone over in six of the Warriors' last seven road games, six out of seven. The total has gone over in five of Golden State's last five games when playing at Toronto specifically. When we get back, we'll take Carl. He's online. He's holding for a fantasy football question. You listen to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. Home stretch, 713-780-3776. We closed the show out big. We closed it out with money. The picks from last segment, we talked the game, uh, the NBA Finals game two. When we ended the segment, Josh says... I don't. I don't even think I got a definitive answer out of you. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to give your opinion on the game, as far as mine, let me put it. You, uh, I, I, what I think is the best side, and I, that's points again. I don't see why it's dropping. I think again that like I like I ended it. Just I don't see a scenario where the Golden or the Raptors or think that they can win a low scoring game. They, in their heads, they got to know we got to come out here and we got to throw up points. We got to hit Golden State where they most suffer. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the defensive side. They've been vulnerable there yeah. more than, than in past years. So let's take that route as long as the shot's falling. But like you said, when you think of that game, you think about a lot of shots going in for yeah. the Raptors. Like, like wow, that, they're, they're just on fire. They're on point. What happens the moment that they're not? Can they can they slow this game down? Can Can they take the Warriors out for two games? It's going to be tough. And they stole so many possessions, too. You know, with like Lowry getting some charging calls. And, like, a lot of things went their way. So, I don't know. To do it again. But they're at home. they they got to feel that momentum. We talked about the crowd. It has been insane up there. That is, that is a, a really nice crowd. Nice home field advantage. 
Warriors obviously have their own at the Oracle as well. But I'm excited, man. We talked about this before the show. I think I'm enjoying just the NBA playoffs in general a lot more this year. I know they're saying the, the ratings are down a little bit with you know the Raptors being in it, but you know you don't get the the ratings from from Canada here, so that that's going to tinker with the number a little bit. But I'm excited, man. So Jerry's kind of leaning towards the over. It looks like here. I already fired on. I took the Warriors to win. I I didn't even go with the points. I got a money line. So uh, we shall see. Money involved in the winners. I was curious to see how to how it's. Uh, split up so supposedly the nba or not supposedly the nba does create a player's pool each season that splits the amongst teams that makes the playoffs in the finals the pool is 22 million dollars this year it gets split up amongst the teams and the the, uh, obviously the ones that make the finals get a bigger portion of it if we compare it to last season last year was a 20 million and basically in the player's pool winning team took home about 3.3 million which broke down to about 220 per each player on the 15-man roster. Nice not, a bad, change. Not, a, not a bad payout for, don't get me wrong, some of those guys, it's it's chump change to them. Sure. But you think a guy like Jabrako ain't needing that? He's, he's like, man, I'm behind on my cell phone bill. <laughs> I need this. But uh, it's it's interesting to say because whenever you think of 240000 to to us, it's like, wow, to, to them, to, to a Curry, somebody's more like, now they can get an unlimited data plan, right? So. Yeah, that was a commercial for, <laughs> yeah. for, for somebody like Curry. But to let the best team win, and hopefully we're on the right side. Again, the pick is the over. I want to say Toronto. RJ Bell saying something like that scares me. But again, I think I'm better than RJ, hey, to be man. honest with you. So Hey, dude, go, you go out and you prove it every day. That's And you're supposed to have that mentality, you know? You, you want to be the best. Yeah, for sure. So let's close it out big. What you got for the people? Well, did you see this little celebrity mean tweets thing that was, you know, Kimmel does the, the mean tweets on his show. So we have a little bit of that audio, and it's some pretty funny stuff. So why don't we play a little bit of that? Katie Trey Five, follow me here. You're a weak ass, <laughs> ass, candy ass, flopping. <laughs> you need vaginal reconstruction surgery, twig boy. You can eat a big bag of like your butt buddy curry <laughs> yourself you cheat it's <laughs> a lot oh man that is fantastic there's a few other ones in there too but man they went after durant pretty hard there didn't they <laughs> those things are incredible it's funny seeing their reactions reading them but but just goes to show you imagine those guys inbox oh my god and we know durant i was talking with brandon about this People come at him like that because they know he reads that stuff, right? He's been caught with the burner account, so people come at him harder because they know there's a good chance he's going to see it. I'd, uh, I probably wouldn't even read them at all. Well, you tell yourself that, and sure. you ask yourself, would you? Well, Skip Bayless always says he he doesn't read any of them. I, I have a hard time believing that. I think maybe in general he doesn't, but even if you're just pulling up Twitter, like sometimes you see stuff even without really looking for it. You just kind of, oh. You know, you see it. So th- they have to be aware of some of that stuff, but th- that's probably pretty smart. I think Skip literally follows, like, zero people. So unless he's looking for his name under notifications or something like that, then he can probably stay away from it. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. if you want to give your final thought. I know we're towards the end of it. If you got a prediction for tonight's game, we'll be glad to take it. I wanted to end it like this. I saw a, I saw a funny article about people that – 
make mistakes when eating stuff, uh, eating it the wrong way. For example, eating the, the, the skin of a kiwi as a kid. Did you ever do that? I don't think so. We rarely had it, though. I didn't, I've never, I've always thought it was weird, the actual skin of it as a kid. I was grossed out by it, but someone on here th- said that they was, they thought it was normal to eat the crab shell. Ugh. How, how can that even, how does the, uh, how do you not know? I, I mean, sometimes you kind of do with the soft shell crabs, right? I, I think so. But the hard shell, no. And I've seen people like with shrimp, like just... Put like you know, with the arm still attached to it, and you know the tail still on there. Just you know, eat the whole thing, and I'm just like, oh god, just peel the shrimp. That's not for me, man. This guy from the Midwest said he used to eat tamales with the without the removing the corn husk. <laughs> what? Who does that? <laughs> you just grab. I mean, what in your what in your mind would lead you to believe like this should be eaten like this? Let me. Th- this is great. Imagine trying to swallow it. It's stuck right. down your throat. And you're like, man, the inside's so good if just the, the outer wrapping wasn't on it. <laughs> yeah, it's not supposed to be on there. Do you eat gum without taking the wrapper off of that? This guy right here said, I used to microwave my milk before putting it on my cereal. Oh. What's the what's the joy in that? Oh. No, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked for doing something like that. Man. <laughs> That's a no for me, dog. But yeah, just a uh, just some of these. It's just some guy said when he opened the pepperoni, when he would open the pepperoni package, he didn't realize that they had the little film on them, so he would be eating that plastic. Thing. <laughs> like, what were you thinking, man? Maybe if you're like really drunk or high or something, like you you do this, but because you'll throw some concoctions right, together, some things right. that you didn't know worked, but they did that day. You wake up the next day and you see just uh, your counter with just random things did did i eat that did i just grab a bunch of chips throw it on a plate take some shredded cheese and throw it on there and throw it in the microwave cheese is the deciding factor though in all this right because you throw some things together and and although it might not 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 match the the same category of food as soon as you throw cheese it makes it it makes it right it does and there's a reason at taco bell every single thing on the the menu is basically just four different things the same you know? things but in different <laughs> yeah. orders right. right and you're like this tastes this tastes like a mexi mount and you're like no it's a taco and no it's like, a mexican pizza um, no it's a torta <laughs> it's a torta or no it's, it's diarrhea yeah. that's what we got here <laughs> well thanks again for joining us on a sunday we try to keep it we try to get it snappy in here because it's off season we don't it really is. we don't really have much news so we try to get you I guess filled in with what's going on in the football world. We have the NBA Finals right now, but after that, we'll be re- relying on some soccer until yeah. until the fantasy footballs get here. I know Carl had a fantasy football question. We'll get to those. Call us next week, but yeah, or hit us up on Twitter or you know whatever. We'll, we'll try and answer your question. Yeah, so make sure that you tune in every single Sunday. Though we'll start taking our fantasy football entries uh, here coming up in the uh, few coming up shows. So. Signing off once again for Andrew Carlson, for Josh Jordan, and your boy Jerry Bonos. Peace. One final thing. Just want to wish my wife a happy anniversary. We'll see you next time on Moneyline. ESPN. 97.5. 97.5.